Welcome, friend, to the trifecta of joy. What is the trifecta? Awareness, befriending your inner critic, and raising your vibe. This podcast is about you, your life, your adventure, and how to live it juicy. Our podcast is brought to you by Perfectly Imperfect Life Coaching. Download your free joy guide at www.freejoybook.com. A gift from us to you. Again, www.freejoybook.com. I'm your host, Tanya Gill. But really, we're in this together. Connected, sharing, and adventuring through life. So let's do it with joy. You know what, my friends? In the world, we have the opportunity to meet some of the most interesting and amazing people. And I was recently in Dallas. And when I was in Dallas, I hired an Uber because that's what you do to get from the airport to your hotel. And today I want to introduce you to my Uber driver. Her name is Gloria Sarpong. Now, Gloria's story is awesome. And what is so awesome about Gloria's story is that she is really about rising above and believing and and finding joy in darkness. And Gloria originates from Ghana and moved to the United States when she was nine. So, Gloria, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I, you know, I think about you so often and I know that, I mean, you, Uber driving is not the only thing you do. Let's talk about some of the other things you do, first of all. Yes. So I am a a licensed nurse and I'm also a student um, trying to advance, you know, in my nursing career and I do love music. I'm a songwriter. I sing. I have um, a couple of music out. It's just about two. So, um, I serve in my church. I love children. And I, I believe I'm happily married. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love to hear that you believe you're happily married because you know what? If you believe you're happily married, that's a big piece of it. That is a big piece of it. Now, Here's the cool thing. On the Trifecta of Joy podcast, we talk about awareness, befriending your inner critic, and raising your vibration. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, I am going to have an opportunity to interview someone who wrote a book by the name of Dr. Jody Carrington. And I'm actually going to be interviewing her after I interview you today. Wow. And and her book is actually, it's right here under my this is under my banana. Oh, <laughs> under my banana is her book, and it's called Feeling Seen. And Feeling Seen. And you know what was so interesting ab- about Feeling Seen was that I noticed that in this book, it was about connection, it was about help, my acronym honor, empathy, love, and presence. And when we create that space, we create these magnificent spaces for incredible conversation. 
And the incredible conversation that you and I shared as you drove me to the hotel. Yes. Was unbelievable. Now, you told me the story of a little girl. Will you share that story with our listeners? Yes. So, um, should I tell it the same way I told you about the little girl? You tell it however feels right for you, my love. So I once knew a little girl who, uh, very young at nine, came, was adopted in Ghana. Um, she thought, hey, these are my parents. I'm going to be with them. We're going to America. We're going to start a new life. And then as soon as we get to the airport, the little girl's told, hey, you're going to be with your mom. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> I thought I thought you were my mom and dad. And so that's okay, though. Um, apparently, I, I, you know, in Ghana, we often call older people or older adults, males, da, or, you know, females, ma, and stuff. So get to the airport and I'm introduced to my mom. And so I'm like, okay. So from the airport, it was an introduction of, yeah, hi, yeah, bad girl, welcome. Um, you're not even welcome, this little bad girl, whatever. And then we head home and we head to the Bronx, and um, <laughs> and um, the nightmare began. So this little girl, the little Gloria, just didn't know what was happening and unfortunately going through um, some misfortunes of molestation back home through family um, members or both male and female um got to the U.S. and my mom says you know you kind of smell like you've slept with people or slept with someone and are you messing with my boyfriend who you know she lived with a boyfriend and they had a child together and and I just didn't know. I had I was clueless. I didn't know what was going on. And like, what is what is that? What are you even talking about? I don't at nine years old, would you even know anything about sex? Um Well and, and there's so much confusion around it too, because you everything you've known in Ghana to be home, family, safety, security, it was suddenly uprooted and and you were slammed into, oh, this is your real mom. And now this yes. is your new life. Yes. And exactly. and where you most needed someone who was there to hold you and protect you and nurture you. Yes. She, she was anything but was anything but so I'm, I mean I, I do call them my godparents but my parents who I know or came here with um you know they they they're very lovely my godmother I call them my godparents my godmother it's very um patient you know loving wife mother very caring so you know it was it was such a huge transition for me because I was like the one I knew was much kinder much caring much you know um, so <laughs> as time goes on, I've gone to emergency room with this, you know, my mom and, um, they told her, you know, Hey, I think what your daughter has going on here is a yeast infection or whatever the case is. 
But I think she 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 was still not convinced and was still in her own world of disbelief. And she wanted to believe what she wants to believe, you know. And, you know, years goes on with abuse and lack and poverty and so much. Um, and I, I made up my mind that I am not going to be stuck in this environment. I can't I can't be in this environment because you eventually become your environment. And I realized that as um, you know, school took me different places and church activities took me traveling and I realized, you know, there's a bigger world than where I am. And there are lovely people and there are different um, characters who are not like her. And here I am in Texas, thankfully married, moving on. Now, now I want to talk about this because... Mm -hmm the the abuse and and I and we don't expect detail I mean this yes. is your story but you shared with me some pretty significant abuse and um mm -hmm. and the abuse was so intense and so bad yes that there was physical damage done to your body yes and and you were told that you would probably never have children as a result. Yeah. So um, it, it 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 did it did get it did get to that. Um, and um, just also medically finding out about you know infertility or. You may have this, you may have that, and going through miscarriage, and then you know, not wishing that I even give birth to a girl because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to offer love to a, a, a female child because, as a female child, I wasn't really offered love. Well, I knew the love of my father and my godparents, they were very awesome, and so you know. At some point, I was like, okay, maybe, you know, I need to re, um, re strategize my thinking or, you know, renew my mind mm. and realize that, you know, I am not her. And yeah. if I don't do what she did to me, to my daughter, how will my daughter react the same way I reacted towards her? So it's all about seeking help. You know, recognizing your trauma is very important because the thing about trauma is that your or abuse is that your abusers are manipulators. They're very huge manipulators and most oftentimes narcissistic. They believe what they believe and they tell people what they believe and they will tell people that you're a liar, you're a bad child, you're you're ugly, you're this, you're that. And, um, you know. I had to, I had to seek help and I, I'm glad I did. And I know that definitely I'm better and different from what I've been through. And I don't look like what I've been through, which is, um, the most, um, exciting part to, to the whole story. Yes. That, that your life is, that you have been intentional through your own awareness to change the story of your own life. Yes. And, and you know, it's interesting because you talk about abusers and, 
you know, about them being narcissistic and, and controlling and, and, and potentially being very black and white. And, and there yeah. may be listeners, there may be listeners who are honestly, Gloria, listening to this going, Oh my God, she's, she's speaking, she's speaking my speak. Yes. My story. I understand this. And also then this incredible fear of knowing that you've come from something so traumatic and so yes. deeply desirable. And then it, it it's that legacy, right? You are in the place to change that story moving forward. Yes. And then when, and then, um, you know, you talk about your miscarriage and I, I want to honor that miscarriage because I know that miscarriages are very, very, very hard. They are grief, they are loss. Yes. And, and then as we were chatting, you shared with me that you are pregnant and do you yes. Yes. So super big congratulations to that. Thank Gloria you. Her husband are due in May. The interesting piece is that they are due with a baby girl. Yes. And so, you know, in our conversation, you shared, you were like, I just wanted a boy. I just wanted a boy. I just wanted a boy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and do you remember what you said? Why you said you wanted a boy? Yes. I, I like, I, um, I will, I will, um, reiterate, uh, um, like I, I mentioned earlier, um, I wanted a boy because I, I had fear of not being able to raise a, 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 a female child or, you know, I had fear that I won't be able to, give her the love that I did never receive from a mother. But then I thought about it. I was like, Hey, first of all, I am not her first child or first chick female child. And, um, I am different from her. I am yeah. not her. I'm definitely not her. I've gone places. She hasn't gone. I've, go- I've seeked help. You know, that's very, the most important thing is that I've recognized that this is not normal. I um, realized that, okay, um, hurt people hurt people. And so in order for me to not hurt my child, I have to heal from my hurt and make sure that my wounds are not going to be a bother in my child's life. And to to, to be honest, I, I just, I feel as though I just can't wait because it has renewed my mind and I'm like, I'll give her everything I never had and more. And I will show her every love I wish I wa- I had because how would I want it? Um, how I would have wanted to be treated or never got treated. She deserved that and more. And it's a crazy world. And I think, you know, another thing is I, I realized how much I, I suffered and what I had been through and, you know, the, the abuse and the molestation and rape and, you know, all these things. And I'm like, God, I really got to make sure I protect my daughter and I will protect her in my life. It's not about me anymore. It's going to be about her. You know, so I, I'm, I am quite excited about it. You know, my love, I, I think it's interesting that you are so like, I think it's, 
it's so beautiful that you have made this incredible shift to this is going to be about creating a beautiful life for her. That this is also about you because this is about the legacy of self-love. And she's going to be watching how you treat yourself, how you take care of yourself, how you educate yourself, the way that you connect with other people. That is that legacy that you are shifting and changing very intentionally. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Now, our listeners are going to be like, okay, so this young lady went through so much craziness, extreme abuse. And now she is in nursing. She drives Uber on the side and gets to meet really cool people, if I might say so myself. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. She's about to become a mother. And, and it's like, what was it? What was it that made you decide that your life was not going to just follow in your mom's footsteps? Well, I, um, I do believe that because of my involvement in um, church and ministry and I started teaching Sunday school at the age of 12. I've, it was like church was my comfort zone or like my my safe place, my safe haven, I would say. And um, the people I was surrounded with at church and the friends I had and grew up with and the support systems that I had really made me know that I am different. And I'm not going to be like her. And I realized, you know, poverty and all these factors, lack of finances and frustrations also plays a part. And it affects mental health. And I realized that I'm I'm not going to be like that. So I'm going to keep pushing myself. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm definitely not where I used to be yet. And I love that yet, because you're like, I know where I'm going, and I'm not there yet. And, 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 you know, my love, one of the things that we talk about with adverse childhood experiences is the importance of having one caring adult in our lives. And in your case, you found community, you found community within your faith group, right? And wherever that community lies, When you find that space that feels safe, that feels like you are home, that you feel that genuine connection and encouragement from, whether it be from the entire group, but I bet you anything, you can name somebody who was influential. Was there one person who influenced you the most when you were that kiddo going to church? I I think I've, I've had several. But um, to be honest, I, I will think um, my pastors, I will just say generally my pastors. I've had some amazing pastors and I think, you know, they, they, they kept me going and advising me that make sure that I get good education because education is key. And, you know, they, 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 they were, they were never just about re- religion because. Yeah. You know, let's face the fact, religion is a key, but not the key to every door in life. 
so that was one of my 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 most influential people you know and it, and it does sound like they showed up for you with honor empathy love and oh, yeah. and as well as oh my my middle school teachers my my high school my educators um i remember like in um in middle school three teachers miss quinlan miss usher and mrs patroclus they came together and they paid for my prom they would support me financially i mean it was just so amazing so i would think about them all the time and i'm like i have to make them proud i have to be able to go back and say thank you cash them a check you know um even though i haven't been able to do that yet but if I was a terrible child or if I was a terrible student or not excelling academically and, and if they had not seen, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. If they had not seen the good in me or, you know, if they had not seen that I had purpose, I don't think they would have invested in my life. And I'm so grateful, even though sometimes I'm like, I feel bad because I've never been able to go back and give back to them. But I know for sure Honey, listen, um, listen. that they're cheering me on, you know? Yeah. They're, they're cheering you on so hard. And as as a former teacher, as a former teacher and as a social worker, I understand that power of feeling seen. And that these three beautiful teachers, let's give them a shout out again. Miss. Mrs. Patroclus. Mrs. Patroclus. Miss Usher. Miss Usher. Miss Quinlan. And Miss Quinlan. Yeah. And, um, my, sorry, our, um, at the time, oh, I forgot the name. It was a, a male counselor, my male counselor. That's and, okay. um, in middle school, um, he was well, also, and, you know. And here's the thing, though. This, this is what this is what the trifecta of joy is about, and this is why I wanted to have you on here because along the way, there have been people who they may have not even thought about the impact and influence that they've had. Like yeah. we should, we can never underestimate the value of the way that we show up for another person. And, you know, these four, the the three beautiful teachers who made sure your grad happened and and the counselor who who helped continue to encourage you are people who that's their job to a certain degree. However, however, they may not even realize they changed the trajectory of your life. And so here you are, Gloria, and, and, and you are a beautiful, shining example of light and of legacy forward in love and light as God, the universe, source, whatever word we want to use to describe it, very intentionally has aligned the spirit of a baby girl in your womb so that you can heal your own journey and ensure that that legacy moving forward is one of love and security 
and safety, acceptance. And you know what? I know that this little girl is going to be badass. I know that she's going to shake her. Right. And, and, and she's, and I think she's probably going to be a little bit on the feisty and fiery side, given who her mom is. And for all of that, I am so, so excited for you, your husband and your baby girl who's coming. My love, as we are ending our podcast, if you had a piece of advice for someone who's been through adversity and wonders if they can take the next step, what would you say to them? Um, I would say to them, as I have said to myself, each time I was suicidal, uh, or thought about, you know, ending it felt worthless and what's the point of life is giving up is not an option. Um, every day when you wake up, it tells you that there is something ahead, something greater, something better ahead. And like I would tell myself, if I'm still alive, it means God has a plan for me. And giving up is not an option. I'll say it again. You can't give up. You got to keep moving. Move until you get to your destination and to the goal. Just keep moving. And it gets hard. It gets hard sometimes. You want to give up. You want to throw in the towel and, you know, but always remember the people that have made an impact. Yeah. And what would they say? You know, just keep them as motivation that you just want to make them proud. Well, and you know, my love, what is so amazing about this, Gloria, is that you want to make the people that you love proud. But a bigger and more beautiful piece of this is that your story is going to inspire others and your openness to being on, on the trifecta of joy podcast after our conversation, me going, can I share you with the world? Can I just yeah. please share you with the world? I just, I was like, I need to share you with the world. And, and you were like, uh, yes. And, and honestly, like, I really, truly felt that heart connection with you. I was like, this is a beautiful soul with a beautiful story that people can be inspired by and learn from. And you know what? If you're waking up in the morning, giving up isn't an option. It's just one step at a time. It's one step at a time. You are a beautiful human. Thank you so much for this interview and for sharing yourself with our audience. I can't wait until this baby is born and I get to see pictures. And oh, I'm so excited. I am yeah. so excited. To our listeners, thank you for joining us. And I am certain that Gloria has been an inspiration to you. Please remember that there are amazing people everywhere. There are amazing people in the grocery store and we all have tremendous stories. And it really comes back to, as Jody Carrington says, 
feeling seen in order to create these really cool conversations and, and sharing inspiration in the world. Thank you so, so much, Gloria. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening, my friend. We are deeply grateful you chose to be here. I trust that this has invited you, even if in some small way, to deepen your awareness, befriend your inner critic, and raise your vibration. Please follow us, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. If you have any ideas or feedback, please reach out. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. You are loved.